This is Confessions of a Closet Romantic, a podcast where I celebrate my love of romantic TV shows, movies, books, and talk in detail about why I love them so much, without embarrassment or shame. Mostly. This is Poppy, and in this episode, The Romance of Ageless Love. Friendly warning, lots of sexy time talk coming up. Okay, the name of this episode could also be Romance, Hard One Edition. Has anyone else noticed that the heroes and heroines of costume dramas seem to be getting younger and younger? Or is it just that I'm getting older and older. Some seem barely out of their teens, which is probably appropriate for the era of historical romances. But y'all, I'm getting a bit exhausted with these perfectly toned bodies and unwrinkled faces. Oh, I love romances with young, hunky alpha guys and petite young cuties with tight behinds that only throw their man's hulk in relief. Did I say young? Buff men who can enfold you in their meaty arms, lift you with one Popeye forearm. I mean, double yes, please? But I've really been overdosing recently on some fantastic contemporary romance novels with massive, powerful, perfectly perfect alpha males in law enforcement and the military, and their sweet little love interest pigeons, which is how the Heaving Bosoms Romance Podcast calls these tiny, delicate heroines. You got to tune into that podcast if you haven't already. I need something more real at this point in my life. I love looking at a set of washboard abs. Have we established that? Like when Ryan Gosling takes off his shirt in Crazy Stupid Love and Emma Stone exhales and says, Oh my God, you look airbrushed. (laughs) It's so much fun, but it's pitched to people with raging hormones. Not that there is anything wrong with that. But if I really think about it, different things are more attractive to me now. Wisdom, humor, kindness, like Harry and Erica's budding friendship turned romance and something's gotta give. Yes, something's gotta give. Can I ask you something, Harry? Yeah, sure, go ahead, shoot. What's with all the end girls? I mean, what's the story there, really? Just like to travel light. You just like to travel, oh God. I'm sorry, but what does that mean? Now, see, a 30-year-old gets that. And he falls for it. I mean accepts it. Ah. Acceptance is key. Okay, if that's what you want, a non-threatening woman, doesn't get your number, you get to run the show. I think our relationship is growing, by the way. (laughs) Have you noticed? (laughs) I'm serious. Maybe we just need to get out of the house. Now, you may notice... Interestingly, we're walking back toward the house. It's getting a little rocky again. (laughs) Of course it's getting rocky. We're talking about you. See, I'll accept that slight hostility because I'm enjoying your company so much. Uh, Okay. As you grow up, you 
know yourself better, and you can love better. You can help your partner unpack their baggage and sort through it. To me, that's the very definition of romance. One of my all-time favorite romantic tropes, the tortured hero whose heart is unlocked by that special person. Who doesn't like stories of everything turning out romantic perfection? But sometimes it's nice to see characters older than 29 enjoying romance and sex, with a partner old enough to get their cultural references, like Steve Carell as the awkward, newly separated dad trying to be Ryan Gosling's wingman in the movie Crazy Stupid Love. Okay, it's somewhat silly and cheesy, but he's so adorable. Ready to go. I miss my wife. Hi. How are you? Good, how are you? I'm great. I'm Jacob. What's Hi. your name? Amy Johnson. Amy Johnson? <laughs> I'm Jacob Palmer. How you doing? I'm great. Good. I'm Cal. No. Not yet. Sorry. Amy, can I buy you a drink? Uh-huh. Would you keep her company for a minute? Of course. Okay. Be happy to. If he gets handsy, let me know. <laughs> I wouldn't touch you. My life depended on it. Uh, what's your name? Cal Weaver. Cal Weaver. No relation to Dennis Weaver. Uh. McLeod. Uh, McLeod was a show in the 70s that. You're not talking about McLeod again, are you? <clears throat> Here we go, huh? To, to all of our fallen homies. Steve Carell's performance as the 40 year old virgin is adorable, too. Even though the film is a bit yuck, yuck, yuck. Directors and writers, please. Please don't treat sex in our second and third acts as a novelty or a joke. We need representation of healthy sexuality across the spectrum at every point of life in books, TV shows, and movies. Whatever you want with another consenting adult, whenever you want it, however you want it. There's no sex police. And we don't become invisible once we reach 40 either. Okay. Now that's the perfect guy for you. He's adorable. Uh, Mother, I've never seen a man less interested in me. Or more interested in you. Me? He's 30 years old. No, he's older than that. Who cares how old he is? I mean, he's not my type. He's a gorgeous, wholesome doctor, but he's perfect for you. And he's hot for you, which makes him really perfect. Okay, Okay. stop it. He likes my work. He doesn't like me. I would never (laughs) shut up. Yeah. We'll get back to Diane Keaton and see if she goes for hot Dr. Keanu Reeves a little bit later. Let's see more characters who go after their bliss and happiness at any point in any way that's healthy for them. Our Souls at Night is a quiet, thoughtful film about that idea. It's about two people in the twilight of their years becoming friends and then falling in love in a really unusual way. This is how the film starts. (laughs) Addie, played by Jane Fonda, is in her 70s, her stunned widower neighbor Robert Redford trying to absorb her proposal is around 80. Talk about courage and not caring what anyone thinks and the beauty of that. 
I want to suggest something to you. It's a proposal of sorts, not marriage. <laughs> it is a kind of marriage-like question, actually, but um, I'm getting cold feet. <laughs> Would you be interested in coming to my house sometime to sleep with me? Did I take your breath away? Yeah. <laughs> See, we're both alone. You know, we've been on our own for, for years. And, uh, I'm lonely, and I'm guessing you might be too. Louis, it's not about sex. I lost interest in that a long time ago. No, it's, um... It's about getting through the night, you know? About lying down in bed together and, and talking through the night until we fall asleep, that kind of thing. Nights are the worst, don't you think? But but I think I could sleep again if 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 there was somebody next to me, you know, someone nice. <laughs> Is it, would, would that be something of interest to you? Can I think about it? The gentle so. unfolding of this plot is like a meditation. Robert Redford and Jane Fonda, with all of their joint stiffness, wrinkles, and caring honesty on display, are a beautiful sight to see. The Diane Keaton love affair in the movie Book Club is a fantastic representation of mature love. Book Club stars Diane Keaton, Jane Fonda, Candace Bergen, and Mary Steenburgen as sexy, smart, powerhouse friends in their third act. They formed a book club, and one month they decide to read Fifty Shades of Grey. Most of them are prepared to hate it, but the book and their discussions start to change their lives. Best book ever! What is going on? Oh, oh, yeah. No, wait. Imagine this, okay? Um, so me sitting on a plane, uh, you know, reading our, our little book, and, well, this um, devilishly handsome man oh my and God, next is to me is like, oh, yes, is. yes it is. He, you know what he did? He asked me out to dinner. Well, that's not exactly. You what? had a man on an airplane? Yeah, and guess what? A pilot. <laughs> Love a man in uniform. Your husband uh -huh. just died. Harry, yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh, he was, oh. he was such a good man. I always thought that was the best thing that ever happened to you. Huh? Harry dying was the best thing that ever happened to her? Yeah, because now she can have sex with somebody who's not an accountant. Wait a minute, are you crazy? 
Sex? Just forget about it. I don't even remember how to have sex. Well, no way. Don't worry, it'll all come back. Oh, wow. It's just like riding a bicycle. Except in instead of riding a bicycle, you have sex with a man. <coughs> Note to self, watch Carol ride a bicycle someday. Oh, if you need a refresher, mm -hmm. I know somebody who sure does know how to have sex. I don't know what that is, but I'm going to tell you one thing. It's definitely not sex, okay? No, you're right. That's not sex. That's crazy hot sex. <laughs> Can we please stop saying sex? Well, what do you prefer? Make love? I don't make love. I fuck <coughs> hard. That's what he said. Ooh. You've completely lost it. No, I think she's found it. Yeah, she's found it. Mm. Handcuffed in the red room, right? <laughs> the whip. Oh, oh red room. Bruce must be having such fun with all this. Oh, yeah, such fun, actually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What is that? Ah, this book made me realize that it's been quite a while since we, you know. As in, as in weeks? Mm, like maybe six. Six weeks? Months. Oh my God, I thought you guys were like rabbits. We are. If rabbits took a ton of Benadryl and made a chastity pact. Oh my God, we have to yeah. put a stop to this. Oh, yeah. come on. I mean, if women our age were meant to have sex, God wouldn't do what he does to our bodies. Oh, well, speak for yourself. Well, that was not God. That was Dr. Nazarian. <laughs> what I love most about the script is that the Diane Keaton character gets hot relationship with Andy Garcia. He was always a fox, but now he's a silver fox. With a paunch and a slight double chin. Doesn't matter. And all this past the age of 40. Shocker. Their characters are actually closer to 70, and their relationship and healthy desires aren't turned into a cutesy joke. Like, how adorable. Older people falling in love and having sex. Sounds like he's doing Cheryl in Maui. Oh, please. <laughs> Who gets involved in a relationship at 67? I mean, what is the point? Uh, the point is to get laid. That's always the point. If you're going to joke, the characters themselves should make the joke. Yo mama joke, rule number one. Grace and Frankie are the biggest badasses to make it to the TV screen in decades. Out of the main house. Wait, is tonight the night? If you mean is Guy coming over tonight, then yes. For sex? For dinner. And sex. Okay, I'm gonna go to Guy's. No, no, do it here. The girls and I can meet at Neron Setzeg's house. You have not had sex in a very long time. Clank, Clank, B Bud's out here, hearing you ladies wanting to kill himself. Please stop. Can we stop talking about this now? Why are you freaking out? Break down your emotions for me. Annoyance, irritation. No, that's what you're feeling about me. I'm talking about tonight. Are you nervous that this will be the first time in 40 years that a straight man will see you naked? No. Because the lights will be off. Matter of fact, I'm going to turn off all the lights in San Diego. What about vaginal dryness? Are you worried about that? I am now. I love every second of that keeping it real show. Which brings us to Nancy Myers and Something's Gotta Give. Okay, I love this film so very much. This is the film that stars Jack Nicholson as Harry Sanborn, a hip-hop record label exec who's 63, but he's always going after younger women. When his latest casual hookup 
turns out to be Diane Keaton's daughter, Marin, she has opinions. She plays the sexy playwright, Erica Berry, who not only intrigues Harry, but also attracts Harry's hot young doctor, Keanu Reeves. In case you haven't seen this movie, I won't spoil the plot twist that brings these enemies to lovers together, but just know it's funny. And Keanu Reeves in this triangle, ooh, I've confessed about my crush on Keanu in past episodes. He's at his hottest, deepest old soulness here. There is nothing like a Nancy Myers movie for age-positive romance. What I love most about her movies, beyond the stunning houses, the gourmet food in every scene, and snigger-free scripts, is the very real and witty way she explores romance and sex past the age of 40, or even 50. So this is gonna hurt. No, look, let's take you and Erica, for example. Zoe. Harry, you've been around the block a few times, am I right? What are you, around 60? 63. Fantastic. Never married, which, as we know, if you were a woman, would be a curse. You'd be an old maid, a spinster, blah, blah, blah. So instead of pitying you, they write articles about you. Celebrate your never marrying. You're elusive and ungettable, a real catch. Then there's my gorgeous sister here. No, wait, Look, what? Is, listen, no, this is no, interesting. Listen, listen to... Look at her. She is so accomplished. The most successful female playwright since who? Oh. Lillian Hellman. She's over 50, divorced, and she sits in night after night after night because the available guys her age want somebody, forgive me for saying this, honey, but they want somebody that looks like Marin. So the whole over 50 dating scene is geared towards men leaving older women out. And as a result, the women become more and more productive and therefore more and more interesting, which in turn makes them even less desirable because as we all know, men, especially older men, are threatened and deathly afraid of productive and interesting women. It is just so clear. Single older women as a demographic are about as fucked a group as can ever exist. What are you? Yes, let's really shake it up. Let's get honest. We don't have time to waste. But we've always got time for good romance. You ever miss being married? Bet you were great at it. Sometimes, yeah, at night. But not that much anymore. Was one of us just saying something interesting? You said you can't imagine what I think of you. Oh, yeah, that, oh, you, you don't have to answer that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if you had an opinion, I'd be curious. Will you tell me first why you only miss being married at night? Well, the phone doesn't ring that much at night, and the whole alone thing happens at night, and sleeping by myself took some getting used to, but I got the hang of it. You gotta sleep in the middle of the bed. It's absolutely not healthy to have a side when no one has the other side. Now I'm convinced that what I think about you is right. You're a tower of strength. Oh. Try not to rate my answer. I'm sorry, okay? I'm sorry, but... You know what you're like? You're like one of those great portraits you see over a fireplace. Words have been invented to describe women like you. Such as? Flinty. Oh. And, uh, impervious. So you think I'm inhuman? No. I think you're formidable. Yeah, cold, distant, like I'm frozen in some painting? Not at all, but 
I do think that you use your strength to separate yourself from everyone. But it's thrilling when your defenses are down and you're not isolated. That, I believe, is your winning combo. Killer combo, actually. You know, I, I can't decide if, oh God, if you hate me or if uh, you're like the only person who ever really got me. I don't hate you. Enemies to friends, way past the age of 29, May-December romance, cougar romance, so many tropes treated with humor and smarts. Or, let's have any combination of the above that we damn well please. Thanks, Nancy Myers. So I am like almost 20 years older than you. That's an enormous amount of years to be older than somebody, don't you think? Don't think it matters at all. Uh Uh-huh, you don't. I know. Okay, but <laughs> in terms of us, I mean, you just you just want us to be friends, right? Honestly? No. So, what do you want to be? I think I'd embarrass you if I told you. <laughs> I was embarrassed just getting dressed to see you. This may surprise you, but some women consider me quite the guy. Uh-huh. I've never been married. I'm a doctor. You wouldn't believe what catnip that is for. Some. Oh, yes, I would. It's just, don't you like girls your own age? I do, but I've never met one I've reacted to. Uh, quite like this. And uh, when something happens to you that's never happened to you before, don't you have to at least find out what it is? I suppose. I mean, I don't know. This is an area that's a little tricky for me. See, I don't really date all that much or all that well. Oh, come on, you must beat them away with a stick. <laughs> You're kidding no. Men my age, or at least the ones I've met, well, look, I'm not that regular person, and they really, they like regular. Men your age may be really stupid, you ever think about it? Uh, yes, I have. Many times. I knew you'd smell good. It's just soap. Yeah, her characters are of a certain socioeconomic status. They're usually gorgeous and seem to have access to a stylist on a daily basis. But they live in a world where people past the age of 39 seek sex, romance, and relationship and find it. It can be scary and messy the older you get, but to me, it's so much more positive and hopeful than any number of romances with perfect, beautiful young people doing airbrushed, perfectly sexy, dirty things. Okay, here are more recommendations for age-positive representations of romantic love in books and films. I'll link to as many as I can in the show notes. At Home in Mitford. This is the first book in the Mitford series by Jan Karen, 
which is pretty delightful. It features a middle-aged Episcopal priest in the small town of Mitford who finds himself open to love and romance after an attractive divorced writer moves to town and buys the house next door. The 1995 adaptation of Jane Austen's Persuasion stars Amanda Root as Anne Elliot, who's persuaded to break off her engagement to naval officer Frederick Wentworth, and she's madly in love with him, which is so sad, but they get a second chance years later when they're both a bit older and wiser. Okay, if you haven't had a chance to see the Nancy Myers movie, It's Complicated, that is also a don't miss. It's a redemption and reunion romance that is so funny and real. The Vicar of Dibley is an oldie but goodie TV sitcom starring Dawn French as the vicar in a small English village. She seems to be in her 30s, and she's single and up for as much sex and romance as her busy job will allow. When I say she's up for it, she's drooling for it. She's completely serious about getting some no matter what, which becomes one of the funniest through-line jokes in that show. State of the Union is a TV series written by Nick Hornby, and it is incredible. It makes me mad that it's fairly difficult to stream, but if you have a chance to see it, don't miss it. It's a series of 10 10-minute episodes starring Chris O'Dowd and Rosamund Pike. They're sort of a 40-something married couple whose marriage is on the rocks. Each episode is a freewheeling, seemingly improvised discussion about life and their relationship as they wait at the pub across the street for their couple's therapy. It might sound sad, but it's Nick Hornby. So instead, it's sharp and funny and clever, but also deep and eventually hopeful all at the same time. If you enjoy this podcast, I hope you'll consider clicking share from your podcast app or telling a friend about it. Find show notes with links to what I've been babbling about at confessionsofaclosetromantic.com. You can contact me there or leave a voicemail by clicking the tiny blue microphone at the bottom of the page. Special shout out to my listeners in Canada. Hi! and Russia. We're thinking of you, Russia. So nice to have your company. Until next time, wishing you shame-free, passionate, age-positive romance.